Lessons of Life, Lesson 8, See Life Subjectively. A lot of people hear other teachers, like Neville Goddard will say, this is all imagination. And Dr. Murphy will tell you, this is all your subconscious. And it's all God. It's all consciousness is what it is because if you're not aware of it then it's not there <laughs> it's just really that simple and to know that this is all belief this is all imagination this is all subjective and you've been conditioned to look at it objectively and this is so that you will break out of that that's the victim bully that's Adam's original sin that you think another can you know take your love away and and that's impossible only you can do that and you do that by turning to the objective side and start justifying and making excuses and you know well you couldn't possibly understand my pain everybody has pain and suffering it doesn't matter how you get it we all have it the idea is to get rid of it and you won't get rid of it until you trap yourself because you'll keep looking for another way and that's the objective man talking you know and you discover you know getting your heart broken over and over again you throw all your belief into something and then it shows you the other side you know, and you come to discover there is no good or bad. I don't care what the rest of you say. You're all wrong. There is no good or bad. It's a hole. And when you cut a hole in half, then one side is good and one side is bad. It's automatic. And this is a layer. And when you remove that victim bully layer, it becomes a hole it's whole. You don't see the bad guy as a bad guy anymore and you don't see the good guy as a good guy anymore. You see that the two of them were playing those roles and they become a whole. You can see this really well with the George Floyd death. The officer is George's bully. These two men knew each other, and in turn, they had been dickering with each other, so they'd been playing bully victim with each other a lot. And the, the bully decided, you know, I'm going to make sure you know, <laughs> and had no love for the other. And that's because the other had no love for him. They were playing their role out. You can see this in so many ways. Hillary and Bill Clinton are a good example. You know, Hillary's story will make you cry. And so will Bill's. It breaks your heart to read about them, to read their history. And you realize they've been playing the victim bully to each other for ever since they met. You know, maybe for the first 
month they were just totally in love with each other but then they started buying each other's stories and justifying bad behavior because he was treated so bad as a child you know and oh they lived in poverty you have to forgive him no no I have to love them I don't forgive them they have to forgive themselves there's nothing for for me to forgive you know it's for them to forgive themselves for thinking that way and and by thinking that way you're making God and some man be that way God is doing all of this you are a thought or belief and the reason I say you know be aware of that and understand that is we know how thoughts and beliefs and memories work in our mind you're inside another man's mind you're a thought or a belief you want that synopsis to break and you disappear or do you want to reinforce it and anything that looks to the outside is going to break that's that's the stage you know you're trapping yourself until you get into an impossible trap and then you you go within and cry out what the hell <laughs> I've been good I've been trying to be a and you realize no you haven't really been good you've been playing good and bad everybody thinks they're good and it's just like in the movie secondhand lions what that man says is truth inside most people are good they all think they're good and you believe in true love because true love never dies if you truly love something you will love it you will love it forever you won't care what warts it has what it looks like or anything else you love them you know that's it whether it's a dog with no hair you don't see a dog with no hair you see love and it is the same for human beings you know you don't see a cripple you see a whole person who's hysterical and they're kind and they're patient and they're funny you know it's you know the story of beauty and the beast it's about recognizing that everyone has God in them you have no idea who's bringing you a gift or a message be grateful they're in your life doing so because everyone is we're all helping each other get our wishes in our roles you know, so you, you play your role during the day and the idea is yeah I'm Rita and I see with the eyes of love and I don't care if everyone thinks my next door neighbor's a dick to me he's the greatest guy ever and he's always kind and patient and guess what I always see that you know and I laugh at others who say things about him just you know no I don't think so Rocky's not like that <laughs> not really I don't maybe he was just having a bad moment that day but he's always kind to me you know and he's funny I hear him talking to his dog in the backyard <laughs> 
and he loved that dog. I, he's great, you know. And there are others who are just not going to see that, and that's okay. They have their journey. They are a thought or belief that the one man has had. Everyone is you pushed out is law of attraction. And out of all these thoughts and beliefs that this one man has had, you have a what the Bible calls a congregation. And these are people who come in and out of your life. The actors and actresses that you love, you'll notice that you know, if you love Simon Pegg, you'll watch almost every movie that Simon Pegg ever made. You know, and inside those movies is a cast of characters that go with Simon, but also go with you, like Nick Frost. You know, it's, and you'll tend to um, find that you're always watching or seeing or observing, you know, the same, uh, congregation, this group of people in your life, from your family, friends, acquaintances, college professors, you know, everyone, okay, and you're drawing all these things to you, and you're repelling away the ones that don't, you know, matter to you, that's not part of my world, you need to go somewhere else, no, and when the one man's brain gets full like it is now, when you rise up and help another, you're helping all of humanity see that and change. So you see a lot of conflict because in order for someone to change, they have to feel some pain and suffering. So they got to get trapped. And in the story of Beauty and the Beast, her sisters, despite their pain and suffering, will not turn within. Okay, and in the end, you know, they just become Lot's wife. And who gets everything? Beauty. Because she could give a shit. She just wants everybody to be happy. Whatever she can do to make that happen, she's going to do it. <laughs> and that's just how it is. So when you see life objectively, you are seeing others. You believe that others have their own uh, free will because you see others. There's only one. And the only free will the one has is to choose faith or doubt. Okay, you, you look within is faith. You know if I go within to God and say, no, I don't accept that. They're not like that. And if you come from a place of love, I know they're happy. I know they're filled with love. I know they really care about each other. You know, bam! Nobody rejects love but a Nephilim. And don't you worry about them either. You keep sending them the love. Because they've been hurt horribly. So that they can learn that it's love. Because they denied it to El Shaddai. They denied it that it was love. And they got sent back for an age or two. We're talking about, you know, six, twelve thousand 12,000 years. 
walking this earth without any love and pain and suffering. Well, nobody deserves that. I don't care. You know, and if you can't see that when others are being ugly, they're really lashing out like a hurting animal. And nobody likes to see an animal be hurt. And if you just reach out to a, a hurting animal, it'll, it'll thrash at you. But if you sit down and you give it a little food, you know, and you start to love on it, and pet on it and it lets you it will let you get itself fixed it will allow you to give your love to it and help it you know it doesn't matter but if you just come running up it has no idea it's been suffering and it will lash out at you so it's recognizing that when you know, humans lash out at each other or make fun of each other or, you know, that kind of thing. When they're hurting each other, it's because they themselves are hurting. You know, you don't beat on a bully. You're becoming the bully that you despise, you know, and you don't always protect the victim. You tell them, stand up for yourself. Come on. You know, don't be like that. Stand up. And you help them learn how to stand up for themselves. You know, you don't listen to them. You just go look in the mirror and say, I love you. And you just know it's all love. <laughs> and some people look at you wonky. You know, oh, that's the love woman. You know, the love witch, whatever. <laughs> But that's okay. Who doesn't love being a love witch? I do. I love spreading the love. And there's just nothing like seeing other people happy and knowing you had a hand in it. And there's just nothing like seeing people happy doing what they love. I have loved doing that all my life. And, you know, just watching people at the park. You know, there's lovers, and then you see kids feeding the ducks, and you see the goose chasing the kids, and the mom going nutto on the goose, and you send them some love, and that goose goes out to the lake and leaves them alone, and they have an exciting story to share with their dad, you know, and, and you'll see it coming to life in front of you. And, it, and it's wonderful. And there's just nothing like it in the world. And it's not thinking about yourself. It's, it's always thinking about the other when you're in objective land and seeing it through love. When you live subjectively, then it's just all love. You don't see other human beings. You see God man. And he might be the one who's going to rescue you. You know, you know it's there. You know your rescue's there. It's just, you know, making its way. <laughs> and um, it, it's like that scene in the movie uh, I Feel the Beat. And these two little girls... <laughs> 
get this stage fright. They get out on the stage and they're just mesmerized by the lights and the audience. They can't move. The music's gone. Teacher's telling them dance. They just can't do it. They're frozen. You know, and God man to the rescue. This little boy's been watching them practice this dance for weeks, but he hasn't been dancing with them. And he couldn't stand it anymore. His pain and suffering was that they were not doing like he knew they could. So he runs out there and starts dancing their dance, and they start joining in with him. And it's like they've all three of them have been dancing together forever. And that was the first time they ever did. <laughs> it's a great movie, by the way. It's on Netflix. I really enjoyed it. And uh, it's it's just great. Uh, living life, you know, in your imagination. Because the reality is, you know, you, you are anyways. When you stop and think about it, you always live in your imagination. And your imagination is creating beasts out of, out of God and man, or is creating angels out of God and man. It's up to you what that's going to be. You know, and when you get to the top of the mountain and you look down, you want to shoot down those arrows of love on the thoughts and beliefs that are trying to come up the mountain and take over your mountain. You don't allow that. No. You know, I'm shooting Cupid's arrow at you. Bam! <laughs> no. You know, and you have to start understanding that. So, for example, you know, you're driving on the highway and some guy cuts you off. You know, and instead of being angry about it, you tell yourself, well, I always get the perfect parking space. I know he did that just so I would have a perfect parking space. Somehow, some way, that's making it so I'm having a perfect parking space. And sure enough, when you get to the store, there's the perfect parking space. The one you love, the one just for you. What a lot of people don't understand is, I don't want what you want. You don't want what I want. Okay? As it concerns stuff. Okay, your idea of what's rich and my idea of what's rich are two different things. But everything all together is a whole. And we're all bringing it all together into the whole. You know, so when you um, say, you know, bop on you to the guy who cut you off, well, that's just telling the God in you that you don't really want a perfect parking space. <laughs> He's a dick. Okay. You know, you're saying he's a dick. He did this. He dick. You know, so okay, have some more dicks. Here, you don't you don't want that parking space. You want dicks. <laughs> God is like Forrest Gump. He loves you. He knows what love is. You may not understand your words, but he knows what love is. And we the silly ones who think we have to write all these and do all these things. We don't understand love until we get enough pain and suffering. 
and become like Forrest Gump. You know, I don't care what you guys say. I don't care. You know, he didn't care what anybody said to him. He loved them. He loved them. So, you know, I hope this helps. And you see in life subjectively. It's just the science term for it. You know, science will tell you, you know, it's objective, subjective, uh, psychology will, um, you know, the outside, the inside, all imagination, real world, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's different for everybody, really. And um, you just call it whatever you want, but no, it's, it's you. It's you when you're talking to yourself, when, when you're aware of something, how you see something, how you look at something, how you feel about something. It's all you. Okay? And there's only one. And everyone says I am. But they all see the birds and the bees and the flowers and the trees differently. But they all say I am. They all love. They all imagine. Okay? All of us. There's only one imagination. Only one human imagination. Only one human being. And only one God. Okay? And we are blessed to be in this mind's, man's mind. And the way we, his thoughts and beliefs, achieve life is to become like God. And then we're plucked out. We're the seraphim. And eventually, you know, come to realize we're all one. <laughs> and it's great. We're a team. Team humanity. Team God. So I hope this helps. Blessings to you, and thank you. Thank you for being you.